You're listening to Deliberate Living, a podcast that inspires, empowers, and encourages listeners to live life more authentically. My name is Holly Priestley, and I'm a full-time nomad who has been living in my 1997 Ford van for more than a year. I travel the United States with my dog, learning how to live with more authenticity. I explore different ways people choose to ditch the prescribed life we've all been sold and live on their terms, finding freedom and happiness however they choose. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Deliberate Living Podcast. I am your host, Holly Priestley, and this is at least the second or third time I'm trying to record this podcast, so I really hope that my technology agrees with me this time and lets this happen. Um, I think today's topic is incredibly important. It's a conversation that I have on a like really regular basis um, with people who are considering moving into a van or have already done it or are in the process of doing it, um, and also people who are in the process of making other fairly sizable lifestyle changes um, in their own lives. And I want to bring it to you guys today because I think that regardless of where you are in life, where you want to go, and your point in the journey, I think that this is something that we need to talk about and that we need to consider uh, very deeply before we make any massive moves. Um, And the basic premise is that van life will not solve all of your problems. And with this particular video, van life has an asterisk next to it. Uh, Van life could be any type of lifestyle or aspiration that you're dreaming about. It could be starting your own business, which is another one that I hear all of the time because I have been self-employed for so long and I am a freelancer. Um, It could be finding your soulmate or having kids. It could be, you know, getting a very cool promotion at work. It could be losing 50 pounds or, you know, becoming a millionaire or climbing 514, or getting a bachelor's, master's, PhD degree. It could be moving to the other side of the world, or adopting a dog, or learning a new language, um, or even learning how to bake the perfect cookie. Um, Whatever it is, whatever lifestyle you want to choose, or aspiration that you have for yourself, uh, whatever it is will not solve all of your problems when you achieve that thing. I'm going to talk specifically about van life in this episode uh, because it's the one that I'm most familiar with and I see um, a lot of people ascribe unfair expectations to it all of the time. Um, As a society, we have a very when-then view on things. Um, When I move into a van, then all of my problems disappear. When I move into a van, then I'll be able to save money because I won't be paying a mortgage. When I move into a van, then I will meet other like-minded people and I'll make a great group of friends or I'll meet my soulmate. When I move into a van, then I will feel that sense of freedom that I've always wanted. And again, it doesn't have to be a van. (laughs) When you open your own business, then you will have all of the freedom that you want. When you lose 50 pounds, then you can go on the vacation that you're dreaming about. We postpone a lot of our own responsibility. We postpone a lot of our own happiness. We postpone a lot of our capability um, because of this notion that we're not ready yet or we're not deserving or we're not worthy yet. So when this next big thing happens, then our life will be complete. Then we will be fulfilled. Then all of our problems will go away and we will never be stressed again, which sounds pretty freaking ridiculous when you say it out loud. 
Um, but somehow that's the way it works in our minds. And that's just not the way that life actually works. If you want to live a happy and fulfilled life, you need to start today where you are with what you have. And of course, it's a good idea to have goals and have aspirations and have things that you're working towards and driving towards. But in the same vein, you should not delay any gratification. You should not delay any sense of like self-respect or responsibility. You need to be owning that in the moment. One thing that I hear a lot is that people want to move into a van to simplify their life and um, get back to basics. And I think that that's great. I think it's, it's really totally great to want to simplify your life and get back to basics. Living in a van is a kind of forced minimalism, a forced simplification. Um, and I'm really glad that so many people realize that their lives need simplifications and that they're taking steps to do it. That being said, you know, van life might help and it might be a good catalyst for you, but it's not magic and it won't just eliminate the complexity and the stressors that are in your daily life. Um, living in a van makes life more complicated as it also simplifies. You're going to be in charge of basic survival in ways that you aren't responsible for. You're going to be in a small space with potentially just you and your feelings and your emotions and your problems with few other distractions. And with nowhere else to hide, your problems may seem bigger than ever, not smaller, and certainly not gone entirely. I remember when I was going through puberty, my knees would hurt so bad, and I would just be like laying on the couch, like moaning and crying about how much they hurt. And, you know, this lifestyle also comes with growing pains that you can't necessarily put your finger on, but you also cannot ignore them. Um... I think van life will simplify your life in a lot of ways, but as a result, it removes a lot of distractions and it will force you to face your issues. And if you really want to move through them and live a fulfilled life, you're going to have to, to meet up with those problems and figure out what they're trying to tell you rather than constantly trying to ignore them or gloss over them or run away from them. In a lot of different parts of life, regardless of where you're living or how you're living, we see a lot of the same coping mechanisms um, for dealing with life's stresses. Um, a lot of it comes in the form of addictive behavior and overconsumption, whether that's overconsumption of alcohol or drugs or shopping or eating or Netflixing or socializing or whatever. Uh, we very often think that, you know, this problem that I'm having is a result of my environment. If I change my environment, the problem will go away. But you're the common denominator in everything that's happening in your life. And if you don't solve your own problems, nothing you do is going to solve them for you. I'm a huge proponent of therapy. I think everyone should be in it. I think we should all be assigned therapists at birth and it should be free um, or otherwise uh, low cost because I think that it can be very cost prohibitive for people to get into therapy. We all have issues. We all have problems. Therapy is great. If you need a therapist, get one. Otherwise, be your own therapist do meditating, do journaling, do activity, treat yourself well. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the symptoms of trying to use van life to solve all of your problems. I know a lot of people move into a van because of the social media image of living in a van, you know, where you're just driving along merrily and you get to see things that most people don't get to see and you get to wake up with a beautiful vista out your back door and lounge around in a bikini all day and 
that's just not real life. When you move into a van, you have a lot of the same struggles and challenges that people who live in sticks and bricks have, and more. You still have a lot of logistical things you need to do, you know, as far as like hygiene and keeping like your clothes clean and keeping your house clean and figuring out how to like register your vehicle and register to vote and have insurance and all of that stuff. Like moving into a van does not remove you from the real world, contrary to what many people in the real world believe. Um, living in a van just kind of changes your experience a little bit, but that doesn't invalidate it. But if you move into a van to try and solve all of your problems and it's not working, some of the symptoms of that might be some of the things that I have definitely seen other vanners do time and time again, myself as well, um, is, you know, something like constantly driving long distances in short amounts of time, trying to put as many miles as possible between you and your problem as fast as possible. Um, and like, you can't outrun your feelings. Like, your problems are still going to be there, and they're going to be waiting for you at the next stop. They're going to get there before you will. There's no way to outrun them. And I've done this. I know a number of people have done this. And driving can be really therapeutic. It can be really meditative. I know a number of vanners um, who never, ever, ever listen to music or podcasts or audiobooks. They never call their friends and family when they're driving. It is just them and that road. I do it sometimes. I listen to music a lot. I listen to podcasts a lot. Um, but occasionally I will just drive. And it can be really meditative and therapeutic. If you're not sure about that, it can be really challenging. And again, the only things that are in your head are your own thoughts. And we are very often our own worst critics. And our thoughts are very confusing, and if we let our monkey mind just, like, run around rampant without any kind of control or discipline, it can really cause a lot of heartache and problems. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, um, you heard Nathan Beers of the Nomadic Beers talk about his first uh, deliberate attempt at driving and just driving, and how he was on a motorcycle and he drove like six hours or eight hours or something one day um, after hearing about this concept with like no music, no nothing. And he wasn't quite prepared for it and it was a little painful for him. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend that you start with a drive quite that long. But if you can give yourself an hour or two, just you in the road, just you to drive, um, I think that could be really helpful. If you find that you are constantly driving cross country or across these big like Western states or you know, putting thousands of miles between you and your former destination. I would really encourage you to look inward on that and see, like, maybe why you're doing that and if you are trying to outrun something or ignore something or not pay attention to an issue that is actually there. One of the other symptoms that I have seen um, of people who are expecting van life to solve all of their problems is to be constantly tearing apart your build as soon as you finish it because something wasn't perfect. And if you're not watching the YouTube version of this, I'm using air quotes around the word perfect because nothing in the world will ever be perfect. Not you, not your van, not your life, not your history or your future, none of it. Um, and as soon as you learn to love these imperfections instead as design elements and character, um, you are going to love your life more in your van, more. I mean, your uniquenesses are special 
to you. And that's what makes life so vibrant and beautiful. Contrast gives life its depth and its texture and its and its wonderfulness. So we need the good times and the bad times. You know, I look around my van and I see a lot of uh, design elements, a lot of character, a lot of, you know, that handmade uh, luster. Some people might call them mistakes. Sometimes I do, depending on my mood that day. But it's my van and it's beautiful and it's cozy and, you know, it's, it's perfect for me. And my life has things in it that maybe I wish weren't in it. I've made mistakes that I wish I hadn't made, but they're all part of my life. So I'm not going to rebuild my van just because it's imperfect. If I had a uh, usage issue that made it impossible or incredibly difficult for me to live in my van as is, absolutely I would rebuild that. As it is, this is fine. I'm not rebuilding it as a distraction. Uh, in the same vein, I've seen uh, some vanners frequently upgrade their rig because the last one wasn't quite right. So buying, building out, and moving into a new van over and over and over and over again just because the last one, again, wasn't perfect, wasn't big enough, wasn't capable enough, didn't have good enough gas mileage, wasn't whatever, whatever it is. Um, and so... When you move into a new space, when you move into a new van, a new part of your life, the problems might look different because your environment is different, but the underlying issues, the root problems, are still the same old problems that you've always had, and getting yourself a new rig will not just automatically sweep them under the rug and make them go away. Uh, a fourth symptom that I've seen a lot uh, for people who aren't addressing their problems before they move into a van is the inability to be alone. Um, constantly following or seeking out groups, vanners, caravans, events, etc. can be a problem when it comes to having that self-reliance and that sense of capability. Like there's, there's a big difference between being an extrovert and like loving other people and loving that energy and, you know, seeking that out. Um, and then having the inability to be alone and fend for yourself and make your own decisions. There is a huge sense of responsibility and capability and um, self-reliance that comes with traveling alone and taking care of yourself. And some people don't want that. They can't handle that. They want somebody else there to kind of make their decisions for them and they want to have like a purpose and they want to be valued and they want to constantly have people around. I would recommend to anyone considering this particular lifestyle uh, that you take the first two, three, four months, minimum of two months that you're in the van and spend it by yourself on your own, not in a group of people. Uh, and I know that's a little bit contrary to um, a lot of the other advice I give, you know, like, find other banners and, like, ask them questions if you have them. And, like, we're a really welcoming community as a whole. Like, the van community is fantastic. And I'm so grateful for my van people. If I hadn't spent so much time alone traveling by myself, making my own decisions and being my own responsibility, I wouldn't have the same appreciation for them that I currently have. 
um, nor would I have the, the same appreciation that I have for myself. Um, a lot of people will move into vans and, you know, we all say like, yeah, we don't like society. This is why we live in vans. We just want to be out in the wild by ourselves. And, and many of us do, and that's great. I do know a number of vanners who hop from one group to another, to another, to another, and can't be alone because it gives them anxiety. And if that's the case, address your anxiety. It's not going to go away just because you're with other people. It might get subdued or it could manifest itself in another format. If you're anxious about being alone and then you're with people, you might be anxious about being with people or you might be anxious about whether they like you or not or you might be anxious about what you're going to do when everybody moves because we all live in vans. We're all going to part eventually Uh, and I don't think that's necessarily healthy or helpful or good for you. So you need to be in love with yourself and your own company. I love traveling alone because then I don't have to worry about anybody else's uh, agenda or preferences. If my dog wakes me up at 4.30 in the morning and I'm like, well, all right, I'm up. I feel like driving. I can just drive. But if I'm with a group of people, I kind of have to wait till they wake up and see if they want to go and they probably won't. And then I'm just like sitting around waiting for a while. And that makes me anxious. I don't like that. I prefer to be on my own and have my own um, responsibilities and be able to take care of myself. So if you're waiting for your next milestone or your next big goal because you think it's going to help you be happy and live a perfect life, I would very strongly encourage you to reassess that and see where you're at and why you're not happy with life the way it is and maybe, you know, do some self-work to find the gratitude in where you are and what you have now. If you're not happy now with your life the way it is, when you get everything that you want, that you think you want, want being in air quotes, you're not going to be happy then right? It's kind of like, like in the budgeting world, you know, they'll say, if you can't budget $10, you can't budget $10,000. And some people are like, oh, well, that's ridiculous because $10 is so small and 10,000 is so large and money will save all my, save, save me and like, uh, get rid of all my problems. And that's not true. It's not true at all. You have to learn how to budget $10 if you want to properly budget 10,000 or a hundred thousand or 200,000 or a million dollars, right? And I feel like happiness is the same way. If you can't be happy with what you have and where you are and who you are and where you came from, then you're never going to be happy in the future when you get that promotion, when you start that business, when you move into a van, when you get married, when you have kids, when you lose 50 pounds, what the fuck ever it is that you want to do. If you can't be happy with where you are now and who you are now, you will never be happy with the stuff that you are able to achieve and bring into your life later. So. I know this episode has been a little bit different from most of mine. I love you all. I love my entire audience, Uh, whether this is the first time you're listening or if you've been with me from the beginning, which has been about six months now. um, I'm very grateful for all of you, and I want to empower you and encourage you and inspire you to live your most deliberately authentic lifestyle, if it's alternative or not, whatever it is. 
Um, and I want to be that, you know, soft, safe space that you can go. But also, I think a little bit of tough love is necessary every once in a while. And I keep seeing this issue be brought up, especially in the middle of COVID, you know, when people are like, oh, I can't leave my house. I just want to be able to travel. And if I lived in a van, all my problems would be solved. And that's not true at all. So a little bit of tough love for you guys today. Um, you are fully capable of achieving whatever the hell dream you want to achieve. Spend some time centering yourself with where you are and being grateful for where and who you are now so that you can be the most happy, fulfilled, empowering version of you in the future. So I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Deliberate Living. Uh, tune in to us next week for another excellent interview. And um, some of you have been asking about different ways to support the podcast, and I'm going to start including links to different ways that you can do that. Um, if you want to leave a five-star review, that would be great. If you want to contribute financially, I will have links for that as well in the show notes. And I hope you guys are having an awesome day, and I will talk to you soon. We've reached the end of this episode of Deliberate Living. You can find the show notes and everything we referenced over on my website. And be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts on YouTube or sign up for email updates every time something new is published. I'll see you next time on Deliberate Living. And until then, keep your life on the DL too.